Hello again and welcome to All the Horrible Things Podcast with your hosts, Enan J and Chrissy P. <laughs> Chrissy P. That's a new one. I like it. <laughs> it suits uh, It just came to me. What sweatshirt are you wearing there? Uh, I see some oh, uh, some fair. Yeah, this is a uh, this is the old um, Hollywood magazine, um, the famous Monsters of Filmland. Oh, very nice. You know, this very was nice this indeed. was the magazine before Fangoria. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah. Well, cool. Just supporting monsters. Yeah. Well, why don't we tell uh, our lovely listeners what we're doing today on episode three? I think uh, you had come up with this really brilliant idea of uh, <laughs> mentioning. Because Sundance is currently going on, yeah. What uh, what are the horror films that are getting buzzed? What we're most excited about that's that's premiering at Sundance, and when we might expect to see them? Yeah, exactly. I felt like this might be a good opportunity to uh, essentially talk about all that's glittering, you know, with all this award ceremonies going around. You want to be walking away with one of those beautiful awards that are shimmering. So yeah. I figured in this episode we could talk about. What's going down at Sundance Horror Wise? And then maybe what's glittering for free in the world of streams and the YouTubes. Absolutely. And then finally, just to kind of like represent where we're coming from, give people more of a taste of our horror proclivities, each talk about one one or two of our all-time favorite unsung gems that are those diamonds in the rough that people might not have caught that uh, that we'd like to share with you all. Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. Uh, and before we get into it, I, I wanted to mention, uh, in our first episode, we were talking about uh, A Quiet Place. Did yes. you see? Uh, I had I guessed that John Krasinski was, was going to um, exit the, uh, the franchise and a new director. They just announced that the director who did Pig will be doing the, the third installment. Oh, so. that's exciting. Especially so we're on to given- something here. Pig had such horror vibes while still yeah. being this kind of thriller drama. So I'm really excited to see this director. Do you know his name offhand? I don't uh, remember. Playing offhand. with more horror tropes. I think he'd, he'd do a really great job of that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Krasinski's going to stay on as a producer, though. Oh, most definitely. I think it's, it's safe to say that this is still his franchise. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear it. And are we still got the same people coming back. Is this Emily Blunt going to be back with the kid? I- don't believe any uh, plot details oh. or character details, um, details have been have mentioned. I, I bet you it's going to be a whole other family, you know, hmm. kind of like what they did with uh, The Walking Dead when they, got, they ran out of ideas. They're like, hey, let's focus on a different group. Yeah. Fear, fear of the quiet places ahead of us is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. I'll cross my fingers for it. But I did like what that director can do. So yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, that is yeah, pretty definitely. exciting. It's got to live on. That, that franchise has a lot of... A lot of hope. A lot of hope, but not just not just within the horror. Uh, you know, for horror fans, it's got a great sci-fi spin to it. So, yeah, I, true. Very true. I look forward to that. Well, first, why don't we do a quick rundown of the eight titles, horror titles that are actually going to be debuting at or have debuted at Sundance 2022, and then we are each going to talk about two. So, you want to yeah. go back and forth, uh, mentioning the ones we're not going to talk about? Uh, sure. 
Um, the first one here that we're not going to discuss, but it looked really interesting. Um, I, I am curious to see. It's called Fresh, and it actually sounds like something Chris and myself have kind of dabbled writing about in the past, which is the dating apps and how things can go kind of uh, askew when you're meeting someone that you really don't know who they are. They're a stranger, and things kind of turn horrible. And Fresh is um, it's pointing to ultimately – the cuisine in the film being something horrific. I'm going to leave it there. I didn't want to dig too much into it because, because for the most part, I like going into movies not knowing too much. Yeah. But I'm getting the sense we might have some cannibalisms. Oh, hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) I mean, what a, what a bizarre idea. If you were to tell somebody in the eighties, what people in the future would be doing as far as dating goes, they'd be like, I'm not going to meet a stranger. I'll get murdered. It is otherworldly. That being said, it, it works for me. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> same here. It definitely worked. Um, have you seen uh, uh, another one of the, the films on this list? Uh, the photo is everywhere. It's for the movie Hatching. Oh, I'm going to talk about Hatching. Okay, that's one of my two. I'm super stoked that's for right. Hatching. I can't I, wait to talk a little bit more in detail about what's going to go on with that one. But you're yes. right. The picture looks. Phenomenal. You got a big old dinosaur looking egg on there. And yeah, I'm pumped for that one. I mean, I've done no research on it because I knew you were talking about it. And and I just wanted to ask, like, what what is going on with that actual image? Like, do you know what that is? I do. Uh, And and I'll give you a sense of what it is. Not entirely. I know what it comes, what comes out of it initially. But I guess one of the big twists is what it turns into. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, But the other one I've seen popped up a lot that we're not going to talk about is The Nanny, which is supposed to be pretty, pretty outstanding. And it's we got like a paranormal ghost sort of thing going on here um, with a woman who's been tasked to watch kids and then things go, you know, spooky on her. Yeah, just terrifying plot right there of another just introducing a stranger into your close knit family circle. I mean, true. And and the kids. Could be psychos themselves. We don't know. You yeah, know, yeah. we don't know who is going to be. I mean, very excited for that as well. What is uh What is the? Uh, I need to pull up the list. The the the, the photo is with um, Numi. Um, oh yes, that's the other one I'm going to talk about. Which okay, I absolutely, am pumped for. Called yeah. "You Won't Be Alone," which yes, Numi is one of the stars, but. Uh, uh, in a way, she's also not. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> okay, when you get uh, to when we dig yeah. deep. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with Numi. Everything she's been doing lately has been pretty badass. Yeah, seriously. Of course, like, talk- for those who don't know Numi Rape, she's the uh, main character in Prometheus. That's she's right. Shaw, that's right. Doctor Shaw in Prometheus, which I think is yeah. probably her most notable role to date. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think she's still one of those names, and we'll talk about this more, that, that uh, people might recognize but maybe not put the face to it. And they're, what a fantastic actor who has done so many different genres that they, you've most likely seen her in something. and Or we she's actually, one of the f- – When our last one, we were talking about a great one that she was in. Uh, do you remember the name of her and her husband trying to kill each other, the actor-director? Uh, yeah, that was um, the, the Trip. The trip, the trip, yeah. indeed, yeah. and that was in her native tongue. But she also does English language movies, and of course, yeah. she's the star of Lamb too, which we talked heavily about uh, yes. in the first episode. Uh, th- again, just uh, you, you've definitely seen her in something. Um, 
I, I kind of feel like she started off in the the tattoo, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Am I wrong there? Um, you're not talking about the main girl, right? Because that is one of the Roonies. That's Mara Rooney. Oh, that's right. Girl. That's right. That's right. But they do have just, a similar look. Uh, they do. I, I'm just always so impressed with 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 Numi because she has to speak like four or five different languages. Yeah. No, she seems like creepy bright almost, which is why I'm really <laughs> yeah. excited for this one yeah. where she gets to play a witch. Well, we'll talk more about that. Yes. Uh, so a couple is, other ones we're gonna bounce over. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about um, just off the list was um, not one of my two, but but speak no evil. Oh yeah, um, what's the deal with that one? It's it looks like um, that Shutter has already uh, picked it up immediately, which is something else I think we should talk about uh, with these these uh, festival movies. Is that um, now that you've got like Shutter as one of the, the major platforms? Yeah, you, you might be able to see these movies even faster than um, than some of the, the other ones that are doing theatrical released, which is, I think, something that plays really well into the horror genre. Uh, not everything is going to do well on the big screen. Right, especially um, foreign horror, too. Exactly. So they'll go straight to – well, they used to just go straight to a thousand different apps, but thank God there's something like Shudder now that um, – can give it not just the release it deserves, but like also be able to promote it. Right. Uh, 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 something that we're going to work into this podcast is just, you know, where you can watch some things because there's so many platforms and it, you, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I've turned on my TV and I'm, I've just stared blankly. I'm like, I don't know where to go. Like, where do I yeah, go to it, just it watch be, it something? Precarious. What's great about Shudder is that it just focuses on the horror, too. So you're right. We're going to be talking kind of about these other ones, YouTube, Tubi, Roku, uh, where you can see some free horror. But you kind of got to dig for those, and that's why we did the digging for you. But when it comes to Shudder, you know what you're going to get for the most part. And granted, some of Shudder's offerings are not quite as good as others. But (laughs) um, at least we got a hub, a hub of horror in Shudder. Oh, I like that. A hub of horror. I mean, if you're listening, Shudder, you can use that. <laughs> hub of sure. horror. It's all good. Uh, I will say one of the, the, the coolest things that um, is being said about this, this movie, Speak No Evil, uh, is that the director said it's he set out to make the most unpleasant experience for an audience ever. Oh, lovely, lovely. That sounds <laughs> yeah. great. I mean, I know that there are, there are some horror movies where people have like uh, – passed out during there's some great stories about people like just throwing up in the movie theater so i'm really curious to see what i I, again i don't know much about the plot but when someone set out to make an unpleasant movie um an experience that's really intriguing to me it is and i read a little bit about it and and it did sound really good it kind of reminded me like a super horrific burbs the sense i was getting from it oh i know it deals with two families and one kind of is betraying the other one and the other one's trying not to completely be destroyed by the other family but i was getting from the little i've read about it like a burb squared with way more blood and less uh, creepy redheads (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which uh, I believe it's a Danish film, and right. um, yeah, again, just more and more coming out of uh, Europe with some really great. Uh, to borrow a term from from Scream, elevated horror, elevated horror, indeed. elevated horror, deeper meanings, uh, less corn syrup, 
in more existential despair. Can, can I ask you about that really quick? I've seen a lot yeah. of people in the last week, even since we posted our episode um, about Scream, is that a lot of people take the terms ele- uh, elevated or elevated horror as a negative thing. Um, how do you feel about when, 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 when does it sound pretentious? I, uh, I'm a person who likes uh, subgenres and sub subgenres and sub subgenres. So I got no problem with it. I'll, I'll acknowledge that it sounds a little pretentious, but yeah. as you know, uh, a dude who teaches literature and film, I, I love it because yeah. I want people to start looking at horror for the deeper meanings as we've done in the past in other uh, podcasts and every chat we have when we're talking about horror, we try and go past the surface and say, right. okay, what, what's going on in terms of where it was made? Like, like, can you imagine the sort of horror that's going to come out of Ukraine in the next couple of years when they're now having yeah. forces amassed at their border? So I just think about all the, you know, the actual existential stuff that's going on, depending on where it's made, where it's writ. And then, of course, where it's released, too, and how that actually applies, you know, reader response action. Yeah, and and I'm also someone who thinks that there's a place for elevated horror, uh, especially, you know, you're talking about, like, social um, commentary. Uh, Jordan Peele is somebody who that they're, I think, that they associate with as one of the most popular directors within elevated horror. But he's got some amazing stories to tell. He's using uh, film to talk about issues that that are clearly right major issues within our society so yes when, he's the master I, of social injustice horror if, if absolutely you would ask me. well said and and so when i saw people saying i saw somebody tweet don't ever use the the words elevated horror with me and okay. I, I thought that was a bit like you know uh close-minded <laughs> Well, um, my favorite people are the people that tell me what I can and can't say. So, right, right. Get this guy's number to me immediately because I need him as a friend. <laughs> clearly, he sounds like a real gem. Since this is the gem yeah. episode, this is all the glitters. <laughs> but I got no problem with it. Any any reason for people to talk more about horror, I'm all for. Even if it's bringing a little bit of controversy in how we uh, use the nomenclature, you know, who cares? Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, I know that there are some more on this list. Oh yeah, Watcher uh, was another one. Have you heard of Watcher? Um, Watcher is one of the ones I'm going to be talking about. Oh, you're going to talk about Watcher, but, okay? I mean, good, I, I think this is a, a good time to just jump in to our our films because sure, yeah, let's do it. I, I, I was don't want to cut you off. I want to hear what you you have to say about Watcher. Oh, oh no, I, I was just I was curious how since it is one of the ones that you focused on, how did you categorize it? Because when I was just trying to do rudimentary categorizations, I kind of yeah. put it as like a MDK, like murder, death, kill. There's yeah. no, it doesn't seem like there's any supernatural stuff going on in it, right? Correct. I would describe the Watcher is kind of psychological. Um, it's about a, a a girl and her boyfriend moving into a new apartment. And uh, the actor who we know from It Follows, which is another reason why oh. when I just even saw this pop up, uh, I thought she played her character brilliantly in It Follows, um, that I would say this is kind of kind of feels like a, like a Hitchcockian uh, film, if you will, where, where someone is is um, in fear that they're constantly being watched, that they're being mm. stalked. And... You know, I, again, 
I, I haven't even seen the trailer, and I don't know enough about this to really go into it, but I, I would have to guess that this movie is going to just be playing on the idea that no one's ever alone anymore, truly, because of social media and, and the way we connect in our society now, that you're kind of always being watched, especially if you put yourself out there, that that everyone's eyes are on you, which can be, you know, and ears. I mean, you got the Alexas, you got the Ribbits. Uh, uh, it's just the way yeah. it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly it. So, so to, to answer your question, I would have said psychological, but but also, yeah, murder, death, kill. I, I don't know what level of of uh, horror this is going to be at, as far as um, actual death scenes, or is this just one of those sends chills up your spine the entire movie, and and like when you walk out. Of the movie and you're headed home, are you going to feel like you're being watched? Yeah, I think uh, it, it might have um, a focus. I, I hate to say it, but we're less likely to be scared. I'm assuming it's yeah. going to be a girl that's going to be the one that's targeted in this. I don't know for uh, sure, but yes, that tends I, to be the case with these stalker type movies. I think it's safe to say, and I'm going to brutalize like her her actual pronunciation of her name, but I think it's Meka, Meka Monroe. Interesting, um, okay. Who is who's the star of it, it follows, uh, and it, she is an outsider moving it. Not only uh, is she moving into an apartment that like that they're unfamiliar with. I believe it's in a new like country, and I, and I think this plays. Oh. Um, did they say where? I, I think it takes place in um, Eastern Europe. Ooh, yeah, and they're kind of like saying you know it's got like. Um, Transylvanian vibes live <laughs> exactly. That's what they were saying. You know, it's got it's got that whole Eastern uh, Dracula feel to it. So it's still a little backwards, backwards in Eastern some parts of Eastern Europe. So of course, and and, and, and that's that's a whole other topic is how Hollywood has perceived um, certain you know countries. Like there's a really great um, meme out there that shows what Russia actually looks like and then what we think it looks like just because of the muted tones that they right. use in Hollywood to make Russia look like this cold, dark place. Or the uh, Ozark. Have you been watching Ozark? That's awful yeah. blue. It sure yes. is blue down there in Missouri. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, it sounds a little like that show You. Uh, which I'm familiar with, haven't haven't watched. I didn't know if I was the targeted audience for that. I would suggest it. It's it's pretty creepy. Okay. Yeah, and you got uh, you got a stalker scenario there. Um, it, it, yeah, I haven't gotten through the whole thing, but it does make me uncomfortable as you know, cis white male watching the cis white male just totally right. stalk this girl throughout the entirety <laughs> of a season. So I will say these are movies that are kind of harder for me to go watch because it kind of makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah I had a tough time um, watching things. And, and I know you mentioned at the, at the top of this episode about the uh, the other uh, film coming out that has to do, do, deal with, with dating and, and like dating mm. apps. And uh, I have a tough time, though, with, with – um, updated technology it's kind of like the whole black mirror thing you know like yes. it's terrifying it's just terrifying what it technology is. But at the same is. time it's like you can't live your life in fear correct you gotta always or without assume it. the good otherwise you know it's just yeah death it's just death it's <laughs> inevitable i'm less scared of the death and the pain I'll steer clear of the pain <laughs> so so anything else you want to mention about watcha so yeah, I, I would say that I I really hope because it's been classified already as a horror film that it is in fact a horror movie and it's not just uh just a thriller, 
Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you know, like I, I do have high hopes for it and I can't wait to see it. But yeah, I'm hoping that we get to see an actual villain and it's not just someone just dealing with, with being alone, which is horrific. But I think within the genre, I'm expecting it to be or hoping it to be. No, you bring, up a, you bring up an interesting topic because I don't know where the line is between thriller and horror sometimes. And it's really sure. all in the eye of the beholder. And something that I watched younger that qualified as more of a thriller than a horror might have been more horrific to me because I was susceptible to the themes that were going on in it. So, I mean, if something horrible is happening, I mean, that's why we're all the horrible things, right? We're going to yep. we're gonna qualify it as uh, fit in our niche. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. And it's a first-time director, which I'm always excited for. Like, bring new voices into this genre. Like, um, in fact, yeah, my other really. movie I'm going to talk about in a moment is also a first-time director, and both of these are first-time female directors. Which, again, thank you, horror. You need more voices and point of views. Completely agree. And you're kind of setting me up too, because I'm going to start talking about Hatching now. Oh, which also yeah. is a first time director, Hannah Bergholm. So we do have, I believe it's a Finnish film. Okay. Um, and it sounds like the fly meets the gremlins. It looks amazing. Like you said in the poster, you have this big giant egg. Yeah. So ultimately you have this family. Um, with the young girl who's being kind of forced into gymnastics by her mom, who's an influencer, who kind of is like living through the kid who's having an affair on the husband that she's bragging about to her own daughter. And then you kind of got the precocious, annoying uh, brother and son there too. Well, the mother um, tells the daughter after a crow just flies into the window a la Dark Skies or everything else you've ever seen. Um, yeah. And she, <laughs> she goes and claims she killed the crow. But then, of course, this young, our, our protagonist, goes and sees that she didn't. She puts it out of her, out of its misery. But then she finds this crazy big egg where this occurs and she brings it home, warms it up. And then the next thing you know, uh, you have this half human half crow creature oh. <laughs> that's now part of the family who's willing to do the bidding of this little girl oh, man it actually reminded me a lot of i'm not sure if, i can't remember the title of it but it's a judy greer like movie that was like in a series a show an anthology movie series that came out a couple of years ago where she gets this little dog that does her biddings and it's the cutest dog in person but then it goes out and just murders all of her enemies the landlord and the axe and all that um it sounds like we have a young girl uh in a similar role where she's gonna get the bullies pecked to death or whatever by this thing but i don't know anything about what it turns into but i I hear that that's the big reveal what ultimately becomes of this creature is supposed to be sock knocking off (laughs) (laughs) you 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 classified this as as body horror body horror yes it sounds very cronenberg-esque to me which um, I also have a tough time watching body horror. Like, um, ooh, I love it. Yeah, especially yeah. I mean, when we're especially at that age too, because you have such changes going on to like this young yeah. young woman's body is doing do new things, and, and 
you don't know what's going on or you don't have um, a support system, mom and dads that can actually explain what's going on, then it does right. take on these different horrific connotations. Uh, so I, I think it, I think it has the opportunity to actually say something. So I'm kind of excited about it. Well, I, uh, I have a problem with birds already. Uh, I'm not a big fan of birds. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like a real life nightmare for me. So, do you have yeah. any? Does something happen to you? Um, no, I I um I just don't trust them. I mean, you shouldn't. I've had two incidents with birds. Really? Oof. One, I was just laying out in the backyard reading a book, and a it was a it was a crow or a raven. It was one yeah. black looking bird. Just lands on my ass. Not my Ugh. ass. It lands on like the side of my shoulder. It was horrific. Like that's terrifying. You, f- you feel its claws for Ugh. eons after that. And then another time when we were growing up, I remember some sort of bird got down our chimney and then was flying through our house, all over our house. And ultimately it ended up like underneath my bed. Oh my god. Why? Birds don't go under beds? That's that's a messed up bird. And I probably was like 10 or 11. I remember my friend oh. at the time was brave enough to kind of like get a broom and usher it out. But you better believe I was cowering in the corner, sweating oh, profusely. Uh, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of birds. I, I think they at least have souls. I, I, I like fish less. I don't think <laughs> fish have souls, but I'm with you. Birds can't be trusted. And they no, always are an omen to something horrible, too. Exactly. Especially when one flies into the window like in this in this movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh man uh, having said all that I'm very excited to see that one as well indeed creature features plus body horror that's a good combination if you ask me yeah yeah um, so my other movie on the list is Piggy ooh not Pig and, which we no, just talked about no not Pig Piggy and this is from a Spanish director uh, Carlotta Pereira who if you haven't already, you can watch the short film that this is based off of. It's about a 13-minute long, oh, wow. really well shot, written, um, terrifying short film about bullying, about this little girl who's uh, already, I think, embarrassed to just be in her bathing suit, and these three mean girls show up, and they they're just like calling her Piggy, and then they see this other older man, and they're like, is that your boyfriend, Piggy? And they really just sort of, like, berate her until, like, she, like, hides under the water. She pops up from the water, and they put the pool net, the like, the scooper on her head, and, like, it causes oh, no. her to start bleeding. It's really, really horrifying to watch how cruel kids can be, uh, which, you know, bullying is a real serious problem, and... This movie really tackles it, this short film. And the thing I'm really excited to see about this uh, being adapted into a feature is how you're going to take such a tight 13-minute story and drag it out to a feature film length, um, which I imagine is just going to be more and more incidents of bullying. Are you Uh, worried it's not going to be executed No, I'm not worried. I'm excited to see... How they're going to how um, uh, Carlotta how she pulled it off uh, because I thought the movie the short was just so perfect. I'm like, how do you take something that's so, so perfect and, and, and expand on it where it's it's you know not just recycling the same um, bullying moments over and over and over again, which already are hard enough to watch 
uh, in the short film. Uh, I will say I'm also excited because this other character in the short, the older man, plays um, an influential role on her, if you will. And I think they're probably going to focus on that relationship a little bit more. And uh, the the photo that's going around right now is the main character just covered in blood. Mm-hmm. I have seen that. And it's it's very um, and she's scantily clad too, is she not? She is in clothing that um, I yeah I wouldn't say scantily clad. I would say that they're not uh, in the photo as fitting. Maybe they're they have been torn. Okay, okay, or something all right, all right. To show you that some sort of violent act has been done to her, or that hmm. part of what maybe she has done. Threadbare. Maybe that's the better way to put it. There you go. There you right. go. And I um, I just can't wait for this because it's uh, hopefully we'll have a really good, you know, just message as far as, you know, the real problems of bullying, uh, the effect that they can have on younger people. Uh, yeah, and and may- people. I've been bullied as an well, adult on occasion. Absolutely. I was going to say, though, that this um, – this, this might resonate with adults as well. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I was bullied for being small as a little kid, you know, like just for being like the, the smallest kid on the school bus or whatever. And then the, the bullies like to show off in front of their friends. And uh, it, yeah, just, just the effect it can have on. I also would say that, that this might have a lot of uh, parallels to like Carrie. Yeah, you know, um, same sort of story about someone being bullied. Maybe not to the extent of Carrie's abilities, right? Because it didn't seem like there was supernatural elements. No, no, and there, okay. cer- there certainly isn't in the the short film either. Which, if I didn't say, it's it's on YouTube on the um, the Alter uh, Alters YouTube page, which is a, a really great channel for like aggregating, pulling together really well produced, oh, nice. well made uh, short films. Hmm. Primarily in, in in the horror genre, but uh, yeah, no no supernatural uh, undertones or or abilities in the character for the short. But I uh, I would be curious to see how they they expand on 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 uh, the main character. They've got to do something to make her a little bit more um, not just vulnerable, but uh, at an advantage, perhaps. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. But I mean, yeah, very excited. I got to go back and hear more about how you got bullied. It was such a little scrawny little pipsqueak. Oh. <laughs> Did you end up in like a locker? No, never, never, <laughs> never to that extent. But like on, on the school bus, you know, being uh, small, I, I, I remember just like feeling extra small because of those high seats. Mm. And like, uh, I think the worst thing that happened was having like gum put in my hair. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was, that was probably wow. the worst thing. It's uh, funny, the only time I was really bullied was in junior high, and it had to do with hair. I remember this one kid, Colin, took me and just shoved me against the lockers. He didn't put me in it. It was too big to be put in it. It wasn't, wasn't quite as dinky as you were. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he put me against the Probably lockers. And he, and he started calling me hair boy. You think you're so cool, hair boy, because I parted my hair. I mean, ironically, <laughs> no hair now. I'm not a hair boy anymore. Hairless boy. But what but, a... Uh, what a- <laughs> Stupid thing to say to somebody. Yes, like, that was hair boy. Because uh, I parted my hair. 
look like a little point dexter or whatever uh, well, uh, you know you never forget it though that's the point this is junior high the, the point and is it lasts yeah. the point is you never truly forget it it has um a lasting effect uh, i would say that some of it i was able to use to my advantage in life you know like i think it helped to develop my sense of humor and you know like i think that's why i initially started doing like stand-up comedy when i i did just because mm. i it, it pushed you to you know become more witty um mm. yeah uh, but again I, I, it, that not everyone has that same positive uh true uh, spin on it which um yeah, yeah which can is, be very devastating to be yeah versus yeah like us taking it, using it yeah. for our, our yeah. betterment. You know, self-deprecating so humor is what we're rooted in. <laughs> yeah, we just hate to see like any type of violence, like violence or or, or um, absolute. Yeah, which is what this this film seems like it's all about: revenge. Yikes! Well, it does sound good. I'll admit that the promo photo yeah. is really alluring, and it's got me sure very is. curious. Very curious. Well, before I talk about my last one, there was one that we yeah. skipped that is still coming out. And the only reason I bring oh, okay. it up now is because it's also a Wiccan flick. It's called The Master. Oh, I think this one has right. Regina King in it. I think this one seems like one of the more mainstream of the Sundance offerings. It takes place at a university um, and some sort of historical Wiccan stuff is going on. That's the extent that I know about it. But that being said, I did focus on... You Won't Be Alone, which yeah. is more of a period piece, and it does have Numi, as we were talking about. But yeah. Numi is not really our main character. So ultimately, You Won't Be Alone is a shape-shifting Wiccan movie. That Love is it. a combination I've been waiting to see. Yeah. Uh, like The only other time I can think of like shape-shifting witches is maybe they dabbled a little bit in True Blood back in the day in that, but okay. I haven't seen it enough, and I'm, I'm enthralled with the concept. Ultimately, you have a Rumpelstiltskin sort of situation here where a mom is kind of affronted by this old witch that's been burned, but she's like still alive or whatever the hell, and says, I want the little kid that's about to pop out of your belly. She's like, no, 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 but you can have her when she's a teenager if you just leave us alone now. Um, so then, of course, this witch agrees, okay, I'll come back when you're a teenager, and then I won't have to die, or I won't have to be alone in my old age or something. So the mom then, of course, tries to hide the girl away in a cave, away from civilization, and then ultimately, I guess the film just like bumps up to when she's a teenager. So she's kind of like this raw, wild, feral being who's been totally oblivious to how right. society works. Needless to say, the witch does find her, gets her out as a teenager, but the girl hasn't kind of been acclimated to understand what it means to be a witch, to what it means to, to like be evil. Or I guess one of the examples was the witch expected her to kind of like torture this animal when she was loving it. So she kind of was having none of the kid. like, whatever you do your own thing, but she's still a witch. This, this girl has witch attributes and she figures out the means to body hop. That's cool. Which is very exciting. Yeah. So ultimately I guess it involves a dead body and then you have to take some of the organs out of that dead body and put it in your own body. And then you are able to be resurrected within this new person um so i guess the bulk of the movie is all about this essence soul whatever this is of this young woman 
popping around, getting a sense of what society is after she's been cut off. So imagine like a horrific blast from the past where you got your <laughs> Brendan Fraser yeah. as a young woman seeing all this like, oh, oh wow, friends and oh, gender roles too, I guess is a big part of it too, because when she pops yeah. into the female, she's kind of told to hush down and she's empowered as a man and, and stuff like that. So to me, it sounds... Uh, enthralling and Numi, she's one of the characters that is popped into but ultimately it is the witch the young girl witch who pops into her and of course during this whole time you have the older witch who's watching everything she's doing apparently kind of like uh pops into her head every once in a while and is kind of like a puppet her. master if you will. yes yeah, yeah i think that's that's the sense i got from it but Very uh, cool. between the cast between the look of it uh, I, i'm pumped for that one i think i think that's going to be at the top of my list for sure I love Definitely. witch movies, too. I mean, Same. I didn't even know Anna Taylor-Joy until she's, like, hit big this last year was the witch oh, until, yeah. like, yeah. she's hit now. And I'm like, oh, wow, she did such a good job in that the witch movie from 2016 or 17, whenever that was. Uh, that's that's probably one of the best witch movies ever made. It's elevated horror. I know people think it's pretentious or whatever, but I know. I, uh, same. Same here. And, and I, uh, I, I, too, love uh, – Films about witches. I think it's one of the scarier um, uh, subgenres. I mean, I think it goes back to just having seen like Wizard of Oz as a little kid. Mm. You know, like I, I think uh, not every movie hits the mark when they they actually do a movie about witch. But a witch, uh, I'm very excited when when someone uh, announces that they're doing a movie about witches. Absolutely. And I think one of the common elements that make good witch fair is the inclusion of babies. Yes. Yeah. Because usually a witch is not someone that's going to have her own child. So she has to then find the right. means in which to uh, usurp another child. So, you know, yeah. Hansel and Gretel style. It's, it's, it's yeah, freaking. Exactly. You're going to eat them or you're going to groom them. Yeah. It's all rooted from fairy tales from uh, the old country. Indeed. Well, them's were the Sundance horror offerings. Yes. To start off this episode of uh, Hidden Gems. Yes. All that horrible that glitters. <laughs> but let's jump into what's free that people can watch on um, the various streamers. Yes. And I am a bit overwhelmed because there is such a good amount of good horror movies streaming for free right now. And it's not it's – like, it's like there's no excuse – to say, like, okay, maybe you don't want to pay the money for Shutter. I get it. I get it. It's another subscription. You don't want to have another subscription. But there are so many apps now that stream really good classic horror, new horror. Uh, there might be some some cases where there's, uh, you know, like some commercials thrown in there. Right. But if that's the price that you have to pay, it, it, I don't believe they're edited ever edited down um, to, like as far as like content or language, which is another good thing. That I wouldn't we say. We should be clear that we are specifically looking at ad-based streamers right now. Yes, we'll talk about Netflix and HBO and all that stuff oh, yeah. down the line. Yeah. But uh, we're talking about these gems, the diamonds in the rough. But the rough is ultimately the advertising that you're talking correct, about. Correct, correct. Uh, yeah, the the point being like. There's a lot of good stuff to watch out there. I myself am a big fan of Tubi. 
Um, just going through 2B yesterday, I noticed that uh, The Hills of Eyes, the remake from 2006, which is we, we mentioned oh, yeah. that on another episode, is streaming for free. The Exorcist is streaming for free, which uh, you mostly catch The Exorcist if you don't own it on like DVD or Blu-ray. You mostly catch it on TV and you know that they're cutting like right. language out, some scenes out. So that's not the case with 2B. They're, they're streaming the, the full film. Um, all the barf. You get all the barf. All the barf you could <laughs> want and more. All the barf. Do you know, uh, happen to know if it is that updated version where she's like crawling on the ceiling and stuff? Or uh, crawling you know backwards what? like a spider? I think it is. Oh, nice. I think it is. I don't, I don't want to say with confidence that it 100% is, but I'm pretty sure I, I saw the trailer on there that, that, that included that. Um, and another one on Tubi is uh, a movie I only watched once, but in the last couple of years, I've seen it pop up on people's scariest movies list. I've seen people say it is the new scariest movie of all time because they've done these, these great tests where they're wiring people up to, to you know measure like their heart rates. Oh, wow. Like, and that movie is Sinister. Um which uh, again, I've only watched it the one time. I know I need to rewatch it. It's, it's horrifying. It is horrifying, and it's hard to do that when you got the supernatural stuff going on. At least for me, you know, yes. I, I find like a Texas Chainsaw much scarier than anything involving entities. Yeah, it does yes. have an entity. Same here. Same here. Um, it's really hard to pull it off, and I think it's because sometimes they're just not directed properly. You know, like. You don't necessarily need to see everything for it to be scary, and that's why I think some films fail at this. But some of the visuals in Sinister mm. that you get to see like kind of stick with you. And- yeah, and I think part of what makes that work so well is that it's sticking to the film itself. Film is such yeah. a big part of the movie. The home video is involved in it, and this entity kind of sticking to, to some of the frames in that predated uh those scenes in it where that happens you know which is some of the best moments in it where you get yeah the crazy film stuff um i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead oh no no no. i was just gonna say the last thing i was gonna say about sinister is that it's uh directed by scott derrickson who who is um the director who did uh dr strange he was going to do the sequel to Doctor Strange and left because of some creative differences. And then he wanted to make another horror movie. And that is, in fact, the movie coming out this year, The Black Phone. Oh, okay. With Ethan Hawke and Ethan nice. Hawke's in Sinister. Um, but maybe Doctor Strange so we got too. A, a role reversal there, right? Because ultimately Ethan Hawke is our protagonist in this one. Correct. This Correct. But in The Black Phone, he's this – a pedophilia murderer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, that's just some of the stuff on, on Tubi. There is a lot more. I, I think that you've even included that the uh, the Rob Zombie Indeed, films yeah, if you haven't caught the Rob Zombie films, um, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah. um, Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Rejects, 31 is on there. Yeah. Uh, they're all really good. You can't beat House of a Thousand Corpses. It's funny because I'm going to talk about another one that's on YouTube with the uh, same – with a same, similar actor or a, I'm sorry, an overlapping actor, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Have you ever wanted to see Rain Wilson get it good, see Dwight properly done up? Yeah. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, you, you will not be disappointed with um, what happens with his character in that if, if you think he, he deserves his comeuppance. It is one of the films that like 
ruined me in a way. Oh, it, yeah. It was so horrific, House of a Thousand. And Devil's Rejects is probably the better film as a whole, uh, construction-wise and just character development and, and story. But the the raw nature of, of that zombie, the first one, House of a Thousand, it, just the, the bunnies, or the people in bunny costumes. Oh, man. Running around in the field, just getting slaughtered, just sticks with you. So good. Uh, I saw that one in, in the movie theater, and I remember just like what a what a roller coaster. It was so much fun. Uh, Chris Hardwick's in it, which is oh, that's right. Yeah, um, Sid Haig, who plays Captain Spaulding, uh, mm-hmm. R.I.P. to the the very talented. Uh, his his character in there, yeah, he's uh, one of a was kind. So much fun. So much fun. One hundred percent. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you got it. You got to see the zombie films. Um, there, there's a couple misses in there, uh, uh, but sure, the ones that involve uh, the Motley Crew, the threesome of the Devil's Rejects, ultimately, yeah, uh, those hit hit the mark. But yeah. the other one that Rain Wilson was in is Cooties, which oh, is for free Cooties. on YouTube right now, love which it. is an all star cast. Yeah, it it's phenomenal. Uh, I mean, Elijah Wood is our, our main teacher, and ultimately takes place in elementary school, which is so rare. For a horror yeah, it movie. is. It's hard it, to do horror with kids, you know, like absolutely or where they are, you know, getting killed, <laughs> <laughs> getting killed, and then killing. You yeah. got. I mean, it's it's children of the corn zombie fight yeah. where it's yeah. it's super graphic, and it, it reminds me like tonally, it felt like the faculty in a way because yes. you got Elijah there and they're just running around the school the whole time instead of fighting aliens, they're fighting. Child yeah. zombies. Very underrated movie, by the way. The, the faculty's movie. amazing. Um, uh, so totally, I liked that it was similar. But you just you root for all the characters. Everyone is so fun. When you lose them, it's almost like a shame, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, Cooties had such a funny way of the kids turning into zombies. With The movie starts off with the uh, the chickens being turned into chicken nuggets. That's right. <laughs> and it took a bad chicken nugget to make its way into the elementary school, which – itself you know, is commentary. Yeah. Who knows yeah, what's in kids those eating unhealthy in, in schools, school lunches. And uh man, what a fun role for Rain Wilson in that too as the uh the gym teacher just <laughs> the like gym as, teacher. as the alpha male. Uh Yeah. Yeah, no he nails yeah. it. I mean, he uses kids as weapons and stuff, so it, yeah. it was it was amazing. Another one that's a little undersung, I feel like that's on um Free tube YouTube right now is Frozen. Love that movie too. I was really, I really enjoyed it. It's about a couple of people, or is it three? There's three people that are stuck on a ski lift. The 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 chairlift, yeah, Uh, yeah, a chairlift, and they're just stuck there. And night comes, they're freezing their bones off, and then some wolves appear below them, and yeah. There's really no way out. It's it's pretty scary. And it's scary because it feels real. It has yeah. that, like, uh, kind of remind me of open water. It's like mm-hmm. the, the, the skiing version of open water versus the scuba diving. Very yeah. similar. What a terrifying location. And, 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 you know, it's a single location horror movie that is just, you know, not a house. It's 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 nature, but you're, you're stuck. And it's really well directed and written by uh, Adam Green. And, and that... Um, if you haven't seen his other uh, films, Hatchet, Hatchet 2, 3, uh, so much fun as a slasher film uh, trilogy. But Adam Green 
he himself is such a fan of the horror genre. And if you missed if you missed Frozen, it's definitely worth watching. It's for free. Uh, I'm a big advocate for that movie, though. And it's winter now here in Chicago. It's it's kind of a good. It literally was good. Negative three today, I think. Yeah. was the low. Yeah. So it's a good time to watch it. Good. Be grateful to be indoors. Cold not weather or thirty feet above frozen snow and yeah. wolf teeth. Oh, oh definitely man. worth and worth a look. Yeah. What else do we got there? Um, I mean, I, I hope you've all seen Paranormal Activity. That is for free on YouTube right now. Didn't was it one of the recent casts you were telling me that that scared Spielberg when he saw it for the first time? Um, I actually didn't say that. I think I've heard that. I wasn't yeah. telling you that. The cool thing about Paranormal Activity is that I think it still holds the record for one of the most successful just films as far as um, how much it costs to make mm. versus how much it has made. And I believe that film was made for like a couple hundred thousand and it has made millions and millions. Um, and that's sort of like where like Blumhouse like got its start, you know. Um, Did he have a hand in that? Jason Blum had come off of uh, producing for, I believe, Universal for many years. And the director, filmmaker for Paranormal Activity, I think, uh, had already finished a cut of it. And Jason Blum came in and provided some extra funding, I believe, to do a couple reshoots and put it together for a like an actual wide release. Because I don't oh. believe it was had a distribution deal until uh, Mr. Jason Blum came along. And, and I think because of the success of that film, he saw um, the idea of, you know, his whole Blumhouse model of, of taking like the horror genre, taking a good idea, putting a little bit of money into it, giving it to a good director, and then just seeing what they can do with it. It set it set the bar. Do you do you remember if it came out before Blair Witch? No, Blair Witch came out in about ninety nine. I'd, I'd say okay. Paranormal Activity came out in about two thousand one, two thousand two. Okay, all right. So it's on the heels of Blair Witch. Found um, footage. Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's scarier personally than Blair Witch myself. Yeah, some yeah, of the I moments in that, that are, you know, they, I mean the, the the scene in the bed. With, with yes, the, exactly. Just, it's worth rewatching the whole movie for that the scene of just getting a glimpse into somebody at their most vulnerable, safe inside their blood, uh, inside their bed under the covers, and then to have like the covers removed. It just Ugh. it's like it's sickening. Gives you chills. You know what's kind of interesting? I just kind of like uh, realized uh, all the characters in both Blair Witch and Paranormal. I find the characters themselves really annoying. Do you think yeah. that makes it easier? to watch these horrific things happen to them because they're not, it's hard to root for them. I mean, I don't know if it's the performers or if it's the characters themselves, but there's something, maybe it just makes it feel more so raw I and think, real because I think they seem so. I think you nailed it by saying real. And, and the biggest difference is that Paranormal Activity, we're focusing on a family inside of a home, which is yeah. a lot more relatable than just some friends bickering That's about a map in the woods. Right. So I think yeah, it's just, people that are it's just, asking for trouble versus those who, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those friends went out to the woods. <laughs> they had it coming, damn it! <laughs> you know, don't go into the woods. Right, it's like yeah, those hungry for fame got their yeah. confidence. Yeah, um, let's round out this free tube. Um, not too much to say. I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, I said I think there's just one more movie on this list, and I, I see that you put it on here, and I meant to ask you if it this is Martyrs, if it was the original French version or the remade American version. It's the version. remake that's on Tubi. I I would okay. suggest people seek out the original because I think Agreed. it is considerably better, but uh, some people just struggle watching foreign films. Yes, um, they And do. it's a story that's strong enough, and it doesn't quite match the yeah. potency of the original, but... The, the themes are there. It, it's it's still oh, it's still worth a watch, especially for free. Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I, and I don't I don't um, disagree with that at all. I, I was just saying that I think that the French one. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you're right. Not everyone is into foreign horror, but if, if you just give Ooh. it a chance, it's it's fantastic. And, and the yes. American, it's not that it's not good. It's just yeah, not as good. Yes. <laughs> still, Completely definitely agree. worth watching. Martyrs is great. Well, let's move on to you know what? Let's just each pick one unsung since we are getting close to the hour hour okay. mark here. Yeah. Um yeah. to really focus in on. So these are movies that just have, have lingered in our mind. We go back and watch you know, once a year, once every other year because we love them that much and they just have this ringing power to them. Yeah. Um yeah. You want me to start? Go ahead. Let's. Uh, what, what I'm going to start only because this is an interesting one for me. Sure. I'd initially thought about suggesting you do this one because when I was thinking about how I initially saw this movie, this is the 2006 movie Severance. Not to be confused with the Apple TV show Severance right. coming up, which right. looks phenomenal. Uh, and I can't wait for that one with Adam Scott. But this is a 2006 horror movie. And... My co-host here, Mr. Chrissy P, Chrissy P, was the first to suggest it to me. And in fact, I think it's the first movie we ever really kind of got excited about horror together. I think um, you're right. About, because you I definitely right. were the first person to tell me about Severance back in the day. I watched it and I loved it. The best way for me to kind of sell Severance to people is imagine if the original Office UK was yes. a horror movie yeah. and they were going out on a... Um, uh, a power, what is a team building retreat? That is exactly right. It, it, that's exactly how I would have described it too. Is that yeah, I think it was because of the success of the British Office that someone said, "What if we took that and you know plucked it from where it was in the office and, and put it into the wilderness?" Which I think is like in, in Eastern Europe on their retreat. <laughs> yes, it is. And you've got all these different characters, much like the Office, that no one really gels necessarily everyone's very like strong um this stereotype of a character yeah and absolutely it's like they plucked all the archetypes from the office and tossed yes, them in there exactly you know like like there's even like the gym slacker carefree guy but the thing that i loved about severance was that they didn't hold back because you know it was still somewhat of a horror comedy i mean there are some really great death scenes in oh this or some really fun um just booby traps and and, and uh yeah like I, cringe like you know you get the cringe in the office imagine that cringe while yeah. watching somebody step on a bear trap and then his friends try to help oh. him out of that bear trap but ultimately end up keep like snapping it back until Making the leg much is worse. <laughs> Much entirely worse. like it's so horrific Ugh. but at the same time so funny i was actually talking to this um with my girl last night and she was intrigued and she's like so is it kind of shawn of the dead ask i'm like no it's no. funny it's uk 
but it's not Shaun of the Dead kind of goofy. This is right. more uh, uh, like black, black horror comedy. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. How would you how would you differentiate Shaun of the Dead in this? Well, I think Shaun of the Dead really leaned into the comedy a bit more. I mean, I think that the, the characters themselves were mm. funny. When I, and instead, I think in Severance, I think it's more of just a funny scenario that right. I don't really think. The characters think that, are more stuck and you don't really empathize yeah. with them much in Severance. I think yeah. that's, that's... I mean, that's, even the the slacker character, I mean, who's supposed to be somewhat of the, the comic relief, doesn't really, like, there's no, like, laughing out loud moment. No. Like, and he's not super empathetic. I mean, the dude's on drugs the entire movie, right? Correct. Which is correct. fine. Sets up good opportunities to yeah. make people suffer less when they are suffering. Um, but it it none of the characters are really grounded, maybe with the exception of the one American character in it, Laura Harris. That's who right. Also That's was right. in the faculty, who, what, which we were oh, just yeah. talking about. She's yeah. the – well, not to give it away, but she's um, central to the plot in the faculty. Um but yeah, what's great about Severance is just like it's got this grisly humor that doesn't relent. And I feel like there are there is deeper meaning in it. And maybe stock characters allow for me to see the deeper meaning. But of course, you have the office hierarchy and who survives, how they survive, playing a big part in who has right. the power within the office. And then, of course, this comes out in 2006. We're right in the middle of the Iraq war. And the villains in this movie are essentially terrorists who have been bombed by Palisade um, Arms, which is essentially the company that all these people work for. That they work for. They all are making blood money, essentially, um, and then they get revenge put upon them because of how they had made their living. Um, So I think there was was more going on there than met the eye. Uh, It still holds up. It didn't hold up as much as I wanted to. I hadn't seen it probably for two or three years. Um, there were some moments that I felt it felt really dated and felt like 2006 in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a whole, I, I think it's it's pretty interesting, especially the way that it subverts character um, roles. Yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't seen it already. Uh, my, my my movie isn't um, something I believe you've seen. Uh, I rewatched it a couple months ago uh, and – just remembered how much I, I liked it, and it kind of feels like the movie Frozen we were just talking about. But this one is called Backcountry. Uh, I it is, seen it. You have not? No. Oh yeah. So it is from 2014, and it is a couple um, looking to to get out and and explore, like go hiking. And the 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 the, the boyfriend character um, is trying to show his girlfriend this place that he used to go to with his family growing up and it it means a lot to him so he wants to share it with her but his arrogance of trying to uh impress her by his outdoor skills um to be an outdoorsman because i believe they they're like they're urban they're city dwellers now uh he um opts not to take the map which is kind of like a blair witch thing too (laughs) and they go really deep into the woods and do not know where they are, and that really plays into the relationship. They're 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 fighting now. Um, there's moments that that um, like certain jealousy come out. It's it's like almost watching this couple break up right before he was going to propose to her. Mm. The other thing about this movie, though, is that there is a bear 
out there in the middle of this woods, uh, and it is like this bloodthirsty bear. Worse it, than the bear from the edge? Uh, yeah, I would Ooh. say that. And I will also say some of the bear attack scenes in this movie are could rival some of the like the, the greatest like visual kill scenes in any horror movie. Wow. It is so realistic looking and so violent. Uh, it makes you not want to – it does what Jaws did. It made you question mm. going into the ocean. It makes you question going on hikes where you know nature is, is just looking to destroy you. Wow. It is really, really good, really well-made movie though. Um, did you mention who's in it? How have I not heard I, this? There, I don't think I have seen these actors um, before this movie or after this movie. Huh. Uh, the 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 main um, female character, his name is Missy Peregrine, and huh. she's a Canadian-born actor. And I'm, I'm looking at her credits, and I I think she does some sci-fi TV shows like Vel, Van Helsing, and hmm. the main. Male character Jeff Roop is also a Canadian actor who I, I I don't know these Canadian shows that he's on, so I couldn't say watch it for these um, performances from these actors you like. I, I'd say that they are really good actors, but you may not know who they are. But you oh, may sometimes that's better, especially in horror, right? Sure. Oh, I completely agree. It, it um it really puts you in into those characters. Because you uh, put Tom Cruise in front of a bear, I want him eaten. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get out of this one, Tom. <laughs> Can't fight a bear. Well, that sounds uh, really good then, huh? And the other thing about it is that, like, you know, the horror genre, you've got slashers, you've got um, creepy clowns. I haven't seen too many horror movies about, you know, grizzly bears. That's a good point, and they're just as scary as any of them. Um, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. So check it out. That was um, that was one of my gems. I'd like to maybe revisit this this uh, topic in uh, future episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because I had another one lined up for the unsung, but we are hitting that hour mark. There's yeah. one final thing I wanted to mention because I Please. just finished this horror novel today Ooh, yeah, you're by about uh, this. master writer Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote uh, Fight Club and Invisible Monsters. Um, the Invention of Sound. And without giving too much away, it really taps into kind of what we were talking about earlier, especially with – the sinister stuff. Um, it follows. There's two two leads, but the, the one I want to mention, especially um, in all the horrible things, is this woman who's a folly artist who is tasked with capturing screams for Ooh, horror I like films. This. Great concept. Um, and the means in which she gets those screams is questionable, uh, to be sure. But what? occurs when she gets a scream like no other and the implications of that scream when played in front of a large important audience uh is ground shaking it, it's it, it, it the, I, I burned through this novel faster than i have any in a very long time um so i'm glad i've revisited mr palanick because it it really kind of hit the, especially after talking about scream last week to yeah. then read a novel all about harnessing screams that are believable enough to then get a horror film to really take off. And that's really good. 
Uh, I, I mean, what are, the, what are the chances that this will become a feature film? It's super grisly, and uh, there may or may not be um, balls ripped off of one character. <laughs> so there would probably have to be a little bit of editing. Um, what happens? But you never I know. think it would make a great movie. It really would. It would. Yeah, it, it sounds would like it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Potency. Highly suggested. The invention well, of you. sound. Thank you for mentioning that. That sounds great. Hell yeah. Yeah, hopefully I'm going to read more horror as this year goes on so I can share it with the world. Yeah, I need to get back into it. I, I used to really like reading Jack Ketchum novels. Mm. He, um, in my opinion, set the tone for like Texas Chainsaw and a lot mm. of just – or uh, um, Wes Craven stuff. So I need to start reading some of his stuff again. Hell yeah. Well, I think we done did it. I think we did. And thank you for listening to us again. Um, remember to leave a review. That's how we get discovered by other listeners. Um, follow us on all the social media channels, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for listening. Pasta la vista.